Welcome back, y'all, to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. The topic of today is one that is should be approached sometimes, in my opinion, with with very, very, a lot of mindfulness. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show The Last of Us, which originally was a video game and recently was produced into an HBO miniseries and is considered to be one of the best HBO series of all time. Well, there's a lot of rhetoric coming out that potentially this show has a lot of woke connotations um, affiliated with it. And whenever you use the word woke in itself, it's really just one that, you know, I don't know where it begins and where it ends. You know, it's like we see it being used a lot within the conservative media. We see its roots being created in the whole concept of uh, stay woke, which was original terminology and slang. But for the for the sake of this show, um, understanding if there's an, a, some what is the agenda behind The Last of Us? How has episode three been really seen in that way? And when what is the data or what is the indication of what people are saying about it? So let's get into it. So The Last of Us, episode three, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the show, you should not listen to this because I think everyone should go watch it, formulate their own opinions, understand what it is, and go from there. But from this point on, I will get into the context of it, and I will be giving my opinions as well as analysis and is just open information on what I think potentially could be happening. So... In episode three to The Last of Us, you have a character named Bill who is known within the video game. I personally have never played the video game. Um, I didn't wasn't aware of the video game, and I watched the show kind of with a blind nature. I watched episode one, episode two, and then I got to episode three, and my original thought was, man, that was a really good episode. It's just really interesting how it didn't correlate with the rest of the show, and I, I didn't really think the time I was like, you know, going into it, understanding the Bill and Frank relationship. Um, playing Bill was Nick Offerman, and playing Frank was um, Murray Barletit. Bar- Bar- um, you know, looking at these characters, I've seen them before. Obviously, everyone knows Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreation, and, you know, we've all loved that character, understand that character, then we get into... Murrayman, and we've seen him actually on White Lotus. He is in episode one and plays the hotel manager, and he does a phenomenal job. I think he's a great actor. So, peering into episode three and understanding it, um, it was really interesting. So, I walked away with it kind of being like, wow, episode three, really interesting. How they portrayed Bill and Frank in this really interesting relationship. I've never seen a, a, a homosexual relationship portrayed like this as it relates to a zombie apocalypse. And going from there. Well, later on, I realized and I started watching videos and, and reading stuff online. And people were indicating that that wasn't even at all what the plot had. And in fact, that Bill and Frank are in the video game, but for a short period of time. And Bill has this iconic green shirt, which is a part of his character. And 
you know, Bill and Frank have a like a relationship within the game, and you never know what it is. You get this one scene where Frank hang, hangs himself, okay, and Bill just calls him his partner, and that's really what the episode kind of talks about. Well, in understanding a little bit more about this, I did a deep dive on the director named Peter Hora, H-O-A-R, and I wanted to understand a little bit more about his background because he's directed... Noel, The Last of Us, It's a Sin, Umbrella Academy, Alter, Carbon, and Daredevil. And for me to really get at the point of, is this woke? Is there an intention to push something that potentially wasn't related to the game? I really wanted to get at the source. I wanted to know what the director's thoughts were on it. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and play some audio for you um, with the director talking about his thoughts on how he wanted to portray Episode three. I played the game. It was tough. It broke me quite a few times. But the bill section was hard work. I remember it being quite involved. A lot of clickers and scary moments and a lot of death. Me mostly because I couldn't get through it. So the bill story to me had, was scant. And it was Eben that said, you remember this, this and this. And I was like, okay, not all of that. I did remember Frank hanging from the rafters. He was my partner. He's the only idiot that would wear a shirt like that. And I I vaguely remember the stack of pornography under the seat. And so we sat there and watched those cut scenes and we're like, you know, and, and he says about his partner. He says, Bill, uh, Frank was my partner. And um, I think because a game has to be forward thinking, it has to be pushing relentlessly forward. It, it, it's the nature of it you wouldn't go round cyclically you wouldn't go flashbacks well they do them in cutscenes but you know what I mean um, the game has to work that way and I feel like it's clever storytelling because what I was left with was these thoughts backwards going so that was who Bill was and and it's it lingered with me it stayed with me and I think what's clever about episode three because in order to do that you have to give us more not less so you have to weave a little story together of Bill and Frank and, and, and do it in a way where it will linger with you and as you go through the, the, the episodes you'll still think back to that and... okay so an interesting point there and this is another clip I took from that as well kind of giving why he might have done it about some storytelling in a, in, a, in, a, in a world that obviously I know well as a gay man but others do not is that sometimes if you, you come in wearing a pink shirt everyone's like okay this isn't for me I'm going to go but if you tell a, an earnest s- simple heartfelt story about two individuals who happen to be men and that the way that that journey it, it, you know evolves and how it, how it bl- grows blossoms and, and and then all of a sudden people are in it and believing it and loving it and going, God, it is, it's two men. That was what my point was. It's like, you know, it's not so much the trick as it were, but it's, it's, it's the idea of telling the right story and then, you know, easing people in. Uh, and look, I'm also all for um, putting it in their faces sometimes because quite frankly, there's been enough straight rubbish around. So I think it's only time. So that's... In the essence, what the director is saying, why he did it. Um, And when you listen to his answer, it's really interesting. And I swear, I am not putting that ominous music in there. That's already in there. And it kind of freaks me out whenever I'm just like listening to it. I'm like, why would they put that music in there? 
for this, but uh, it has to do with the video game possibly. But so, anyways, you you have a situation where the where the director is saying, "Hey, um, there was some talk about the partner. You heard it from the video game, and kind of how he elaborated on it and created this story." So it's really interesting that this whole story was created from episode three, which I think you know. It's an interesting perspective. Now, I think what's what's crazy for me and what I'm what I'm still trying to wrap my head around for it is is why did it have to go so far off the plot line? And I'm not the only one that thinks that. And I mean like off the plot line in terms of episode 1, episode 2 really consistent and episode 3 transitioned to a different point where it was almost telling a whole different story. I mean, the audio you heard is actually where spoiler alert you have Frank hanging from the rafters, and he committed suicide within the video game, and Bill cuts him down and tells him how horrible his shirt is, okay? Obviously, in a video game, you're not going to get the full emotional intention of a human, but within the within the, the third season, you have this epic ending where you have them both dining, drinking wine, and they both decide to commit suicide together. You don't have that in the video game. Plot, it's a transition point within the information going into it. So you do have that. So you have proof in deviation. You have the director indicating that, hey, this was an opportunity where I took to tell this story where I think it's important and I didn't want to code it one way and I wanted to kind of bring people in and allure them in to tell this story, meaning the whole reference to wearing a pink shirt, which I think is really interesting. So you watch it and you're saying, okay, the director is saying within those words, that he did have some type of um, understanding on it. The director is gay himself, so he's saying, hey, you know, as a gay man, this is my perspective and what I think, and he's also a director. So you have all that information to determine what is going on here and what he's saying. So I think that's really, really interesting. So whenever we kind of look at the data, this was actually published February 2nd. So this, this, this episode three happened probably about three or four weeks ago, and people are still talking about it because it didn't make any sense. I mean, you have Bill and Frank having a very intimate relationship and seeing it from that standpoint. But whenever you look at the reviews, this is what I'm talking about. When you look at the IMDb reviews of the first two episodes, you have a 90.2 out of 200 indicating that there's consistency there. People who are watching this show play the video game. Meanwhile, when you get to episode three, it cites a deviation from 7.9 to 10. So there's there's a transition in how it's being scored from people watching it. So whenever you see that, you're like, clearly there's a discrepancy there. Um, and whenever you look at through the data point, what it says is out of 120,000 reviews of IMDb, 63,000 of the reviewers gave it a solid 10 out of 10. That's representative 53% of the reviewers with the highest ranking categorized as 1-10 point for 34,000 folks. So 34,000 folks put it at a 1. Claimed in this scope representing 28.6% of the reviewers, the remaining category 2-10 or 9-10 only represented 18.4 of the total reviews. So while the overall score has not dipped so much there is a certain there's something here that most reflects the perception of the episode so within the data you're seeing a transition point at the bottom of 34% saying there's a deviation there but the majority of people still liking it um 
So why is that? You know, are we in a situation where, you know, is is seeing a gay relationship triggering people and they don't like it? Or is it a representation that it doesn't follow the plot line of the video game and people are getting upset because they don't quite understand what they're seeing and they feel maybe that there's an intention behind there that they're taking a video game they love and know so much and it's being presented in a way that they don't remember. And then you have the other side being like, well, it's still a great episode, 53% saying, hey, still 10 out of 10 for what it is. Now, the episode is phenomenal and it is good for what it is, but you do have situations where there is something being presented that isn't correlating with the plot line. And I think it's really and really important to acknowledge that and say, okay, you know, but is it triggering people because of the context of the story? I think you have a lot of different narratives coming on and a lot of people using the word woke. And it's like, whenever you use this word, it's almost like, how do you take it and put it in a lens that is using common sense and being practical, not a political word to identify left through right. I think whenever you use wokeness in certain contexts, it doesn't really get at the heart of the conversation. And the heart of the conversation is, are people being triggered by this? Is there homophobic tendencies? Or do they not like the fact that they're absorbing the plot? Or do they not like the fact that they feel like the director was putting an intention on them? And at the end of the day, this is a multi-layered, um, multi-layered, multi-layered approach. I think there's a lot of different things being presented here in that way. And I think that it really comes down to the individual. I think what happens sometimes within art is you have people portraying things the way they want it. If I asked someone to make it, if I asked two people to make a cheeseburger from scratch, they're going to make it two different ways based on their own potential biases and preferences. Do I feel like a bias and a preference entered into this, this episode? Yeah, I do. I really think it did. And was there an intention there? Yeah. Does it, is it a bad or negative thing? No. I think that whenever you have art coming in and people doing that, it kind of creates a more realistic aspect of it. Do I think it's interesting they took a whole episode to present it? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Do I still want to watch the show? Yeah, I still think personally it's a really good show. I just think sometimes whenever these things happen, it's like really interesting for me because I'm watching it and I feel like there's an intention behind here and it's it's not super subtle. So you know, I think that sometimes whenever we get in these these TV shows nowadays and, and these narratives are being taken on and there is a quote-unquote woke agenda, I think sometimes you just have to look at the people and understand that at the end of each situation there is a person and they have their own biases, preferences, and triggers that they're coming through with the show. So I just wanted to keep that in mind. Thank you for listening and we'll get back tomorrow.